what's new. Well, you know, Jack's predictions of the 2023 Halloween Indio Fiesta have been questioned. There's some question marks around it, I guess. <laughs> yeah. With, with some, some Hula, logistical questions. Halloween down in, uh, what is it? Live Oak, Florida. Yeah, I was going to say Florida, but yeah. Live Oak. Yeah, it's a real uh, hotbed for consumption of um, delicious jams, I guess. Because okay. like there, there is some pretty serious bands playing at this Halloween. Not that I'm going to go, but like your your old buddy String Cheese, my old buddy <laughs> yeah. Pretty Lights. <laughs> yeah, but I, people have been jazzed about Pretty Lights coming back. Yeah, I know. Well, I mean. Some of he puts on an incredible show. He really does. I, I've never seen it. Yeah, but I've heard yeah. good things. Yeah, very good, very good. Um, on this tangent, dizzy. did you see Ohana Fest uh, that got announced for September? Yeah, I am so uh, definitely interested in going to that uh, Saturday night. That's the LA. That's that's going to be the goose show. <laughs> I guess that's why. I guess that's why that they, we talked about LA. It. Yeah, is not on the uh, on the the tour schedule. Exactly, because, because they might have a radius restriction playing in Orange County. You know, old Coachella style, right? Like none of the bands yeah. that play at Coachella are allowed to play in like a couple hundred mile radius for a specific time period around Coachella. It's in there. Yeah, because they contract. had that San Diego and they had that uh, Santa Barbara, that Santa Barbara Bowl, and it's just like I feel like there's a stop in between those two that they could have done, but now we know why. Yep, yep. So buckle I mean, up. Gonna, yeah, Saturday gonna night. A, it's gonna be a that's, short that's set, though. You know, like they're like fourth yeah. on the from the top, so they'll probably be playing at like four o'clock in the afternoon. Which will be cool, I'm into that. I guess. I'm into that. You know, yeah, like a, on the beach, a, a daylight set on the beach with with old Gooster Goosterfer. Yeah, I'm into that. Yeah, I'll check it out for sure. Cool. Yeah, but you but know, so Indio, but you think Indio, I think yes. that there's still an opportunity. I think there is too, with Power Trip happening, right? Right, which was the premise that you led with, you know. Exactly. So now we're probably narrowing down the time period if it's actually going to happen early yeah. mid-october yeah around power trip they yeah. could be jumping on that stage for their own single stage event at the old polo grounds of hollowed polo grounds of coachella so stay tuned yeah still possible still possible for halloween not likely but for it to happen, I'm not closing the door on it just yet. Yeah, let's keep an open mind. Yeah, for sure. I've got an open mind. You know me. What's your newest fish plan? You know, I mean, I know you had well-laid plans uh, before, but uh, things can change fast. Anything well, things do change fast. You know, like when things are coming up quick, you got to check your sketch and see if, uh, you know, there's last minute. I'm sure many of our listeners do the same thing. You know, if the opportunity arises... There's shows happening, you're booked for one or two, but there's a few other that you've had your eye on, yeah. push comes to shove, it's coming down to the wire, and you're thinking to yourself, 
this could be the last chance I get, you know, to see him uh, come around these parts. I've decided I'm going to go to a couple nights of the Greek. Not all three. Oh. Just two of them. Just two. Two nights of the Greek. You know, come back to L.A. on Wednesday. Give myself enough time to relax, recover, rejuvenate in order to fully immerse myself in the three nights at the Hollywood Bowl. You know, Wednesday night, Mm -hmm. Thursday night, recover, sleep for at least, you know, seven or eight hours, rehydrate. Uh, Yeah. So why not? The Greek will be a good little warm up for you. I think so. I think that the band will be ready. They'll be jazzed. You know, they would have just played two nights in Seattle. They're coming mm-hmm. into the Greek, haven't been there in 13 plus years. It is quite a special little uh, little venue. I'm not sure if anybody, uh, if you haven't, you should just go onto YouTube and check out like the 30 second Greek crowd pan from 2010. It's actually a pretty good not so high resolution video, but just like some dude panned the crowd during cities, I believe. And everybody's just like in the groove, feeling it. And after seeing that, I was like, thought to myself, all right, let's do it. It's time. My buddy had an extra ticket. Oh, so, you know, I couldn't say no. He called me up. He said, what are you doing? Cause it's time coming down to the wire. I mean, let's be realistic. You were always going to go to the Greek, even though you spent the last few weeks pretending you weren't, right? I mean. Yeah. I mean, the Greek is just, it was just natural. It's happened to me before, you know, we're like FOMO. It's it's FOMO with a PH. Mm. You know, you just, am I going to miss something? What right. If they play, what if they play Walfredo? You know, I've been chasing that song for like ever Wow. Okay. So, so you know, if there was ever a time, Mike, John, Paige, Trey, if you're listening to Bust Out Walfredo, it would be like Monday or Tuesday at the Greek. But if you need to save it for the Hollywood Bowl, that's totally fine. I will allow that. Anything else you're chasing? I would have felt like at this point in time, you've seen it all. Well, I have seen a lot of uh, pretty much everything. Not everything, but most. Mm. You know, if I look at my stats... You know, the most played song that I've never seen is like Take the A Train. Because they right. played that a lot back in the uh, 1.0 area and yeah. haven't played it in who knows how long. But, you know, one of the great, one of my like long running habits of attending these shows is Nerdlinger keeping the set list as it happens live. You know, like back in the day before we had like, smartphones i had a little notebook in my pocket with a pen so you're writing down songs oh yeah i'd write down songs you know just so i could recollect and relive immediately afterwards and just uh remember what had gone down whether it was at set break or right after the show or in formal discussions and round tables that would occur, you know, in the short term afterwards, because yes, there was like gadiel.com where he posted yeah. set lists, you know, Pretty but quick. it wasn't, it wasn't immediate though. You know, it wasn't like at the bar after the show where you could like go on your phone and check the set list. And it was also like, cause I, I'm 
a bit of a journaler, I guess. You know, I like to keep journals, but really just my journals are fish set lists. I have found it handy because I can just check in with you and be like, what happened in the first set? <laughs> and I'll remember, you know, I'll remember that, you know, the tent poles. But then you'd be like, nah, they played this, this, and this too. And I'd be like, you know, I remember that. It is handy. It's I'm nice. glad you do it. You know? It's like an activity on top I don't of an do activity. It. You know, like fills me, fills me with joy, I guess. Um, and I used to do it handwritten and I know that there are people still at the shows who have pads of paper yeah, with pen clipboards. clipboards, you know, who are keeping track. Um, but I have slowly evolved away from the pen and paper because I lost one of my notebooks mm. and that really, you know, cut me deep. So then I started doing it in my memos or notes on my trusty old iPhone and that opened up a whole new world. Cause now like in the Fingo style, I of one of our friends who hopefully will be uh, joining us one day making songs out of uh, emojis, you know, so I can play Ooh. the guessing game with myself afterwards. <laughs> Wait, so what? you're, you take the set lists in your phone as emojis is that what you said well sometimes if i'm really feeling right. it you know and instead of actually writing the the letters i'll like put together a few emojis that i think would present the name or the vibe of the song you know yeah and sometimes it's a combination like halfway to the moon i'll be like putting in a one slash two in a moon right the song names as emojis is actually really fun um you know you alluded to the we have a fingo player who endeavors to write every song as an emoji and uh it's actually there are some brilliant emoji sets that there really is he has put together some incredible, uh, you know, collaborations of emojis to actually come up with these names of songs. But like, to be completely honest, a lot of the time, I don't know what song he is doing. Right? I vividly remember. I totally agree. Some of them are brilliant and some of them I have no idea. And I, I vividly remember one was like the diamond emoji, a king emoji, and then maybe the map or something. And I was like, what is that? And he's like, it's Tila's. <laughs> it's Julia Wilson's <laughs> foul domain. It's like, I remember my head just exploding and being like, holy shit, it is yeah. Tila. <laughs> but like when when he's making his his bingo board he probably feels relatively limited on the songs that he has to select because right like you can't do them all but somehow he has done an incredible job like you know with the fist and the eye you know or like a clock and the hot dog right for meat stick like uh you know he does like hood 
with like two glasses of milk in between an H and a D and there's like the, the ABCD you know like there's like the little letter emoji that's like a square that has ABCD on it and then you just yeah. does that with like an AG behind it for like ACDC bag one of the first things I do when I get to the seat is I create my note where I you know put the date and then I put the venue at the top and <clears throat> that way I can reference my notes for pretty much every show that I've attended I can just type in MSG or I can type in the date and it'll pop right up it's like my own searchable database and I don't have to go to fish.net even right. though I keep my stats on there too and I compare with everybody I know <laughs> <laughs> so do you write the full song name or do you have certain abbreviations that you like to use I do abbreviations sometimes I do song names if I'm really into it I will even keep time Ooh. for mo for some songs, not all songs, you know, like if they're about, if they like, you know, are, if, if they're songs that I know there's the potential for them to jam, I'm not keeping exact seconds, you know, but I will say like, okay, the show started at eight Oh eight and they open with bathtub gin. So then I will, you know, I know when the show started and then I'll just like look at my phone because I'm putting the next song in when they're done and I'll just like see what time it is. And then I'll put that, you know, it, bathtub gin ended at 8.22, you know, but then if they go into like My Sweet One and You're then not play like Guella Papyrus and, you know, I'm usually not tracking those like standards like, if I was at the Lawn Boy show, I would have messed that up big time. Yeah, definitely. Because it still right? is Lawn Boy, you know? It's Think about always it. been Lawn Boy since. The whole time. I know. Yep. It's all they play. Yeah, that's cool. So, like, abbreviations. Like, S-O-A-M. Do you yeah. go Split Open and Melt or Cinema Mule? Good question. I usually just write Melt. Got it. That's clear. Yeah. Everyone always asks, like in Fingo or anywhere, yeah. what psalm do you mean? <laughs> it's it's true. You know, and some people try to like fit a psalm in there and like don't really, you know, make clear what it is. But if I'm doing a psalm, I, if I am putting psalm, I have put S-O-A melt, right? But some for me is always melt. I'm just saying, go on record. So it's you know, Santa of a Mule is it's its own thing, it's not its, it's own. mule, it's mule, yeah, it's mule, right. yeah, you know. I do like a melt, but if I do a some, it's a melt. I agree, I am on the same page. And Fingo is another incredible alternate activity that goes on during shows, which I love and have participated in. I think the first time I did it was like Dick's 2011 or 2012. And even then, back in those days, we were writing it down on a piece of paper with pen and having like a folded up little piece of paper in our pocket. And we would circle them as uh, they came out. But now, as some of you know, uh, we play it on our discord we have a dedicated channel to fingo 
and uh, it is a boatload of fun. And there's all kinds of prizes you could win if you win Fingo, right? Plus, just the prestige, you know, of being a Fingo winner is uh, it, it's a proud moment. You know, I have a hard time uh, making cards before the shows, especially if they're East Coast shows. Like, I forget a lot to play. And I want to. Like, it's well-intentioned. I love playing Fingo, but there's so many squares on the card, you know? And uh, the shows come at you quick from the East Coast. I know. But I find that there's so many squares when you start. But then when you're getting down to the wire and you only Ugh. have, like, two or three squares left, you're like... Can't think of a <laughs> single song. I know. No, you're like, you're like, which song should I put on here? Because I've got like 10 more I want to put on. Oh, I'm always doubling yeah. them up. Like when I get down to the end, I'm like, I know what I'll do. I'll put this on. And I look at my card and it's like, I already have gin up there. Oh, shit. Yeah, I'm always like, shoot, I only have like two or three more spots. And I've got like five or six more songs I think they're going to play. So if I don't get those on there, I might have some big regrets. And then I end up like, taking songs off, putting songs on, you know, really shuffling it about. And that ends up, then I even have more regrets when they play the song I took off, you know? I like when we play, I like the Fingo, but then what's also kind of fun is like a bust out card when we do the, the bust out Fingo. So it's sort of, you get to go on to fish.net and you get to look and see like, okay, they haven't played this song in a hundred shows. Like maybe this is the one. But yeah, and tricky. bust out cards last for a lot longer, you know. Yeah. But those games they go all like, tour, yeah, or even more. Sometimes <laughs> yeah. they go through tours, right? Like the yeah, bust out card, sure. the bust out game is basically it's no song is allowed to be on the card that has been played within the last 50 shows, yeah. So all songs are could be on the shelf forever, but when they do get played, just like adds a whole other element to the excitement it was on your bust out card and there are so yeah. many songs to put on bust out cards that they've oh, not yeah. played in 50 shows i know yeah. that that's the tricky thing about finga right is just like zeroing in on the right mix of of the 1200 songs right what are the you know what are the what are your top 20 you know what's gonna hit and yeah. what i always fall afoul of I will say is I'm not data driven. I am manifest driven. So when I make a Fingo card, it's like I build a set list. I throw in a couple, you know, bathroom breaks because they happen, right? I throw it. I, I do mix reality into it. But then I'm like, and they're definitely going to pay gin. And then for sure, we're getting an antelope in there, you know? And it never, yeah. I never win because mine's a little bit more fantasy and instead you know i need to be going like ruby waves mercury 555 mexican cousin 46 days like those need to be on the card but I, they never are for me um i need to get better at it yeah i mean i've definitely noticed that over the years that like especially newer players who are just jumping in they're like putting the songs that they want to hear right on their fingo card as yeah. opposed to the songs that like are relatively predictable that they're going to play like a higher probability Right. You know, like there's a very high probability, especially at the beginning of a tour, which you don't necessarily know exactly what direction they're going to go. You know, um, yeah. like the, the Fingo cards for Baker's Dozen were hard because yes. 
they were they didn't repeat a song, but eventually they played all the songs, you know. Um, but with at the start of a tour, you know, maybe they're not going to play Wolfman's Brother, and you got it as your center square because you think that they're going to open with it any every night, you know, yeah, or moments your whole card. Yeah, you know, like there's know. a few songs that are in like the opener square circle that like you think are going to come out like acdc bag wolfman's brother moma dance free you know that are all kind of high probability for openers but like they didn't play tweezer in mexico right yeah so, curveball curveball a lot of people had tweezer on their card for like the third night because it was felt like it was a guarantee <laughs> yeah <laughs> i mean i'm doing the same thing in my head for hollywood bowl right it's like well i'm just gonna catch it all I'm completely convinced that I'm going to yeah. hear all my favorites. It's like three days. That's so much music. But then you realize that it takes an entire Baker's dozen run to catch all your, <laughs> catch all your face. Not it's just true. three days at the bowl. Yeah. And by the Hollywood bowl, the Fingo cards, or at least the game will have taken some shape because, Oh yeah. We'll know. We'll know what they've played, you know, like this weekend when we play for Seattle, possible that that game stretches into the greek yeah no we won't know yeah it's early enough like this little run is short enough that we'll we'll really start to be able to eliminate which which you can't do over like a summer tour right you need to start along the way kind of bringing stuff back and being like okay seems like they're playing like like you said moma or whatever right like that's probably coming back because they haven't played it in like six nights or something but this little run might be more of like an elimination run, right? Because if they they play that tweezer in Seattle, it's not coming out of the Greek, you know? And right. might not come out. Um, might not come out at the Hollywood Bowl. It's going to be interesting watching the next few days as I slowly die inside <laughs> when they play things <laughs> that I'm like, oh no, it's like, five shows like will they bust it back out in five shows or am i crossing that off my list for the weekend but anyway yeah you never know i mean that's the great thing that we've said so many times with this band you never know what they're gonna do they could just like open with tweezer reprise in seattle and close with tweezer the third night of the hollywood bowl i know i can't wait yeah me too we'll buckle up it's it's coming up now yeah, we'll, we'll we should see clear. some stuff in the next couple of days, and then uh, we'll, uh, you know, the Greek is going to be fast upon you, and then uh, buckle up because a lot of people are coming into LA, so it'll be a uh, bit of a uh, bit of a party. Yeah, hopefully our next episode we would have uh, enticed some you know guests to come in and uh, join us while they're in LA. You know, all yeah. the riff. All the riffraff that rolls in to town. Yeah, we're Maybe trying to get some riffraff on the pod next week. Yeah, pull some, <laughs> pull some guests in. We're like, you some look whoops. Eddie. Yeah, we'll walk in off the out of Hollywood and Highland. You know. Yeah. Cool, Very man. close to our recording studio. Very close. To yeah. The professional high five recording studio. All right. All right. Let's Until wrap it time. and uh, enjoy. 